Your service matters. Whether you're in the military or you're a journalist or you're a teacher or a fireman, first responder, it matters when you serve. It's about a purpose-driven life. People wanted to ask me how my, my child wants to be a catcher. What do I tell them? I say, catch every ball. And in life, isn't that the way it is? We all show some form of valor. Common people doing uncommon things. Loyalty, duty, honor, respect, selfless service, integrity, personal courage. They laid down everything to go to war for us so we can be free to sit here and talk this podcast. Why? Why did you do it? What impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives? It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love, clear convictions and beliefs. It's important in a democracy for us to know that freedom isn't free. The Bob Feller Act of Valor Foundation is exactly the right name for that foundation to inform the American public about the ideals and the virtues and the heroism of people like Bob Feller. Bob Feller, he said, my one piece of advice is read our Constitution and run your lives according to the Constitution. We swear an oath to a document that stands for freedom, makes this experiment that we call the United States of America. We are not perfect, but we hold the moral high ground. We are trying to, in the words of our founding document, in order to form a more perfect union. There are going to be some tough calls to make the world safer, better, to represent those values. We can continue to make this world a much, much better place. Today on the American Valor Podcast, we have a very special guest, Ms. Katina Shaw, who is the Vice President of Community Relations and Family Liaison at the Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club. Her main job is working with the players and their wives and other staff members to give back to the community. And so we're super excited to hear about the Beyond the Diamond program that the Brewers have and get to know a little bit more about her career. So thank you today for joining us. Thanks for having me. If you would, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I started off in the nonprofit world. I worked for the American Diabetes Association for about nine years. After 9-11, just wanted to shift my gears a little bit, and there was an opportunity at the Brewers. I knew nothing about baseball, but I was very intrigued about the job offer. And so I applied, and 14 years later, here I am, still with the club. I learned a lot about baseball during my tenure there, and actually I'm very interested in the sport. I consider myself a huge Brewers fan. But yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Working in nonprofit, I always serve my community. I wanted a role where I can continue serving my community and helping those who are in need, and this job gave me the opportunity to continue that mission. What skills would you say working with the American Diabetes Association helped you with the position that you currently have with the Brewers? Definitely my community outreach, networking, fundraising, which was really huge at the American Diabetes Association. It taught me how to go into companies asking for dollars, sponsorship dollars, engaging with 
senior staff and CEOs, especially making that request, asking for funds, it's not an easy thing to do because there's so many organizations asking for financial support. So that job really gave me the courage and inspiration to go into companies and sell that organization. And so unlike the Milwaukee Brewers, you don't have to do too much selling. It pretty much has its own platform, but it really taught me how to engage in the community and be a part of a a bigger mission. And you started just as an assistant in the community relations office, and now you've worked all your way, all the way up to the vice president. How has that journey been for you? It's actually was very interesting. I had started off My former boss, he actually, when I worked for the American Diabetes, he was my co-chair for my walk and for the American Diabetes Walk. And right probably within a year in my position at the Brewers, he called me to his office and shared with me that he was leaving. He had received a position with the FBI. It was one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for him. And That was one of his dream jobs, and he encouraged me to apply for his position, which he was the vice president at that time. And as I mentioned, we worked together for about a year, and I didn't have the the courage to to apply at that time because I, I, I used to hear the stories he had to tell. He had, you know, dealing with the players and the aggressive schedule. And one thing he shared with me, he said, Katina, you have an advantage over me. You're a woman. And the average guy is not going to be cruel or mean to a woman. They're going to treat you differently. And it just was like a light bulb for me. I think when you think of a sports industry, you think of it being male dominant. And I was actually impressed with the number of women who were in managerial roles there. So that really inspired just that saying that he mentioned to me, it just really, it it put a light bulb over my head. And I said, you know what, you're right. I think I can do this job. And so I applied, I did the interview process. It was about a week of interviews and I've been in that position for about 13 years as the VP. Well, I I moved up. I started off as the assistant, and then a year later, I was promoted to the manager, then senior director. So I took steps every two or three years, but they definitely developed me to be the person that I am today. As Tyler mentioned earlier, one of the Brewers' main outreach programs is Beyond the Diamond. Can you tell us a little bit about what that program is? Beyond the Diamond, I created that program about six years ago. It's our volunteer program where we take our players, our alumni, our staff out in the community. When our owner, Mark Antanasio, purchased the team, one of the cornerstone pledges is that he wanted our club to be a philanthropic leader in the community. So it was really important to him that we had a strong presence in the community. So it's my responsibility to get our entire organization out in the community doing a variety of things. So each month I provide at least three to six volunteer opportunities for our staff to get involved in, as well as our players. I get the opportunity to go to spring training each year in February. That's when I meet with each player individually just to find out what causes they would like to support, 
what they're interested in getting involved in, or if they're already involved in something, how I can make that work for them while they're in town. And so each one of our players, some of them between the 40-man roster, maybe half of them know what they want to do. But the other half, it's just really introducing them to our city, showing them the great need that we have in our city, and try to get them involved, as well as our players' wives. A lot of their families come to town during the season. So I really keep their wives engaged in the community as well. So we go from schools to community-based organization. We serve meals to homeless shelters. You name it, we do it. We build houses for Habitat. Like I said, each month we have three to six different volunteer opportunities that we get the entire organization involved in. And, and I must say, we are very, very active in the community and our staff really look forward to those opportunities to get out and, and serve our community that we work and play in. And do you have any events that you guys put on that stand out to you as you know your favorites? Um, one of my favorites is probably the last two years we did this event called the Random Acts of Kindness, where we give each employee $100 from our foundation and each player receives $500. And we all just go out in the community and do some random act of kindness. It could be going to the grocery store and paying for someone's groceries. Or if your kid attends daycare and you want to provide, you know, snacks for the daycare for the week, you can do that. Whatever your heart contents, just make someone's day. And that's probably one of my favorite events. So as an organization, that's from our players to our coaches to our CEO that day, we're all spread it out throughout the city of Milwaukee, just spreading joy. And so that's one of my favorite events because I'm not telling them exactly what to do. They have to be creative and think of ways how they would like to spread the joy. And everyone is so creative. Some departments collaborate together and put their dollars together to make a larger impact our players really enjoy it. They like to be able to put a smile on people's faces. So that's probably one of my favorite events that we host. And we, we don't host it every year, but the last two years we've hosted it. And then besides that, we have this bike event that we do where all of our players and coaches, they'll build bikes for kids on the field and we'll bring in an organization. It's usually a community-based organization with younger kids. And we'll build bikes for them. And, it, and the purpose is for them to remain active and, and stay physical. So that's a really fun event, seeing the guys building bikes for these little toddlers or kindergartners. And the kids are really stoked to, to receive their, their brand new bike. And a lot of the kids have never received the bike. So it's really nice to be able to put smiles on kids' faces. So those are probably my two favorite events that really stand out. And one of your players, Josh Hader, was a nominee for the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation. He does a lot of work supporting the military and veterans and through things such as the Fisher's House, Wisconsin, and the USO Milwaukee. Can you talk about his activism, not only in the military community, but also the Milwaukee community as a whole? Yeah, Josh is a very generous guy. Military is something that really sits close to his heart. He supports the hometown heroes where 
There's a camp that's offered for kids whose parents passed on the line of duty. And so Josh has made it a point to fund their camp in some way every year. And last year, he actually took a visit to the camp just to see some of the fun activities that the kids get involved in. So he really, really enjoyed that. And he's an outdoors guy. So he was able to, you know, do a little arrowing with the kids. He was really engaged with them. In addition to that, Josh helps a lot of families who are in need. He provides tickets for the families to come out to the ballpark. So he's very generous with his time and his dollars. So yeah, Josh is a a really good guy, but military is definitely something really close to his heart. So I really try to match him up with any opportunities that involve the militaries and their families. So he's he he has supported the USO Milwaukee again by providing tickets. He interacts with a lot of the families that come to the ballpark. He does a lot of meet and greets with Make-A-Wish kids. Just overall a, a really good guy. And you're involved with the Make-A-Wish Wisconsin as well. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, I actually serve on the board for Make-A-Wish. That's probably one of my favorite boards that I sit on. Make-A-Wish, they provide wishes for kids who are battling illnesses, and we get the opportunity to meet some of these wonderful kids. Just this past spring training, we had a family out. Their wish was to come out to spring training and meet some of our players. Josh actually was one of the players that they wanted to meet. And we just bring them out and and just lay out the red carpet for them. The guys are so great with the kids when they come to the ballpark, very personal. Our clubhouse person sets up a locker for the Make-A-Wish kids, make them feel like they're part of the team. And it's something just to, because they deal with so many issues. So that's the one opportunity that they get to smile and and not think about the challenges that they're dealing with. So Make-A-Wish does a really great job with finding these opportunities for the kids and, and helping make their wishes come true. And we're so glad to be a partner of theirs because they, like I said, they just lift our spirits when they come to the ballpark. And everyone at our organization knows when we when they see those blue t-shirts, they typically have on a blue t-shirt that says make a wish. It's always up close and personal with the kids. Everyone stops from our general manager to ushers to you name it anyone who works at that ballpark knows when a make a wish kid is there and so we give them the opportunity to throw out the first pitch they get to meet all of our sausages it's just a really fun day and it it lifts my spirits and and warms my heart and it's nice to put a smile on the parents faces as well because again they see their kids struggling battling their their illness and to be able to just get their mind off of that, even for a couple of hours, is is really rewarding. So Make-A-Wish is very important to us, and, and we'll continue supporting their efforts. The Make-A-Wish Wisconsin CEO described you as, she said, Katina has nonprofit dedication in her DNA. Her passion for the mission runs deep. And I think just from listening to hear you talk about all the different projects you're involved with, at your resume, I think it's pretty clear that you just love to give back to people. Do you think there's someone in your life that you looked up to that kind of led the way for you? Or do you think this is just something that you've just always had in you wanting to give back to the community? Um, I think it's just something I've always had in me. My mom taught me about volunteerism early in my life. 
So it was always important for me. I grew up in Milwaukee and I see the struggles that a lot of people deal with. And I've always said I wanted to help people who are in need and not always in need, but just wanted to serve my community. I love my city and I love to be able to give back. And so I have a great opportunity to work in that area and get paid for it. How cool is that? Never knew there was a career (laughs) at that time when I was young that you can serve your community and, and it could be a job. But I love helping others and just giving others the opportunity to see things that they might not have seen. I make it my personal mission to introduce this industry to kids who are in school, especially African-American and brown kids. I know a lot of kids don't get the opportunity to come to the ballpark. So I make sure that we provide tickets to the public schools, giving the kids the opportunity to come see a live baseball game. So it was really important to me, and it's always been important to me to serve my community and, and help others. So I'm, I'm actually very grateful that I'm, I'm in the role that I am in today. And certainly Milwaukee is grateful for everything you've done. You received the Milwaukee Times Black Excellence Award back in February 2012 to show their appreciation for everything you've done. And you just mentioned you want to open up doors for people to get into baseball. You mentioned the games and giving tickets. What about someone who wanted to pursue a career with someone in Major League Baseball? What advice would you uh, give to them? I always tell individuals to get involved in internships. I know that was something that I did not take advantage of. Internships just give you an opportunity to get a taste of that industry and see if it's something that you really would like to do. And so, as I mentioned, when I go to schools, I always promote internships, especially to college students and a lot of the mentees that I mentor. Just introducing them again to this industry and letting them know about the slew of opportunities that are in the sports world. I know when I first started, I I did not know there was a front office in baseball. I didn't know there was a general counsel, a human resource, a corporate department, a consumer marketing department. You know, we might not be the lucky ones to get on the field to play the sport, but you definitely have a better chance of working in the front office and being a part of that industry in in so many different ways. And so I really, every time I talk to students, I'm always letting them know about the opportunities that are available and to really take advantage of those internships. Every intern that I've had in my department They might not have been familiar with community relations. They were always interested in either marketing or public relations. And when they come to my department and see what we do for the community, they always seem to want to shift their gears and and get more involved in the community. So that's that's why I say it's so important to to test the waters. Internships give you the opportunity to test the waters and, and see if this is something you really would like to do. So I'm big on internships and And I would say ask questions. Always find a mentor. You're never too old to have a mentor. I have a mentor that helps me and guides me through my career today. And it's nice to have someone who shares the same passions that you have and just give you the guidance and the support that you need and want to help you further develop in your career. And I must say, I have some great mentors in my life. I wouldn't be where I am today without them and their support and their inspiration. 
but yeah, I, I think mentorship and internship is very important. You mentioned very early on in the interview how your previous boss mentioned that being a woman was actually going to help you in this role because people wouldn't be as mean towards you. And in the sports world, I feel like it's very male dominated and we're starting to see women break through. There's female refs in the NBA. There's female coaches in the NFL. Do you see women's role in sports growing larger with each year? And you can speak just from your point of view in the Brewers organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I mentioned, when I first started, there were a lot of women in managerial roles, but there weren't a lot of women who were on the field. There weren't a lot of women who were interacting directly with our players. I believe it was myself. At the time, there was one news lady, Stephanie Sutton, and our foundation person. We were the only women that were on that field interacting with our players, and the rest were all men. And 14 years later, you see more women, you see more women reporters, physical trainers. MLB has done a really great job of creating a program called Unfiltered to really introduce more opportunities to women, like umpires, physical therapists. So yeah, it's just amazing just to see the number of women who are starting to get more interested in in sports. Uh, I look at our baseball operations team. They have grown drastically. When I first started, there were no women up there. There were only women as the administrative assistant. Now you have women who are part of the coding, part of that whole baseball operations world. So it's so amazing just to see the growth of the organization and how many women are are so interested in sports, even including myself. Like I said, I knew nothing about baseball prior to working there. And now I have this intrigue about baseball. Every time a game is on, I'm I'm tuning in. I'm, I'm always, I'm downloading Bleacher's Report, everything that involves sports. I'm, I have it on my phone. So it really drew a lot of interest into me. I, I grew up watching sports, you know, basketball, boxing. My dad was really into football and my husband's into football, but my grandfather was really the one person who was really interested in and really watched a lot of baseball. He was part of the, well, he really enjoyed when the Negro Leagues was around. He was really a big fan of that. And so he always introduced me to baseball, but now to be able to work in that industry, it's like an epiphany. So yeah, it's really cool just to see the number of women who, who are involved in baseball today. I read a quote from you saying that one of your favorite phrases is just be yourself because everyone else is taken. Where did you first come up with that? And how do you try to live by that each and every day? Yeah, that's something my grandfather used to always tell me as when I was growing up. You know, when you were a teenager, you used to either you were a follower or a leader. And he would always push me to be a leader. And he would always say, you know, don't try to be someone else. You be yourself. And that was just something that always stuck with me. I always considered myself a leader, and even to this day, I consider myself a leader. So I, it's really about being authentic and being true to yourself and just try to inspire others. And so I've never led my life trying to be like someone else. I'm, I always felt that, you know, being authentic and genuine is, is the best way to be and just be yourself. When you be yourself, you never know who will gravitate towards you. And, and so that was just something my grandpa instilled in me 
early on in, in when I was younger, as well as the rest of his grandkids. And, and like I said, that quote just really stuck with me and I carry that on even till today. As you said, you see yourself from an early age as being a leader. Can you tell us a little about the African-American leadership program at Cardinal State University that you attended? Yeah, that was actually a really great course. It gave me the opportunity to meet other like-minded African-Americans who are doing great things in our community. It gave me the opportunity to come out of my shell a little bit. I always considered myself a behind-the-scenes person, never liked to be in front of the stage or you know, on the platform, but it definitely, that course gave me the opportunity to come out of my shell and come from the backstage and stand on top of the stage and introduce people to who I am and inspire others and help develop others. Like I said, I've always considered myself a leader, but I've always been a quiet leader. And so that course really just gave me the opportunity to shine and it introduced me to a whole slew of other professional individuals who are doing great things in the community and just networking, especially in my role, it's so important. In, In the Milwaukee community, it's really important about building relationships and that really gave me the opportunity to continue building stronger relationships and learning more about organizations that I did not know about and engaging with other people that, you know, share your same interests and passions. And so it was really eye-opening for me. It gave me a lot of stage presence. When I say stage presence, we always would have to, before each session, we would have to come in front of our group. It was usually a group of 30, and we would have to talk about what went on in our life for that week. And as a private person who liked to be behind the scenes, that was very different for me. So it, it, it allowed me to be vulnerable and share my story more. And when you share your story, you never know how you inspire others. And so it really, again, just helped me come out of my shell a little bit. And I say that due to that course, I'm more of, I speak more in public. There were times that I would decline opportunities to co-chair organizations or get in front of large groups. But that, just being in that course, it really gave me more confidence to just get on the stage and, and share my stage time and just talk about me a little bit and what I do and and enjoy doing that. And now I, I love speaking in front of groups. I have more confidence when I go in front of large groups. And now just because of that role or because of that course, I've chaired at least three or four nonprofit organizations, galas. So it really just, again, got me out of my shell a little bit. Well, we're really glad that, you know, you didn't decline the opportunity to come speak with us. So I guess we'll thank that course and be glad about that. And uh, I think we got to speak for the rest of the, the community, the Milwaukee community and all the nonprofits that you work for. We're glad that you took that opportunity to take that class because, you know, you're doing such great work. And I speak for the foundation and Colin when I say we're, we're proud to have you on and have your support with the Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation. Thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm very proud to be part of the Bob Feller Foundation or 
partnered with you all. I think what you do is really great, honoring our servicemen and women for their contribution to our country. So it's very honorable to have them out, the servicemen and women come out and, and we recognize them on the field. I know the last couple of years we've done that. I, I feel so bad this year we have not had the opportunity to do that, but hopefully we can continue that partnership and, and bring out those amazing servicemen and women next year. Yeah, I hope so, too. And hopefully we can get baseball back as well. Yes, so. fingers crossed. We're, we're itching for baseball. I know um, it's something that we're very interested in. And in, in hopefully, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that we will have some form of a season. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, really sad that we're not playing baseball right now. I think more now than ever, just need the unity. I know when Bud Selig was the commissioner, one message he used to always say is that we're a social institution and one thing about baseball you can bring everybody together no matter of their gender their race or ethnicity uh, so i think more now than ever we need baseball and any type of sports in our life just to have something to cheer about one thing about wisconsin is we have amazing fans our fans show up we were able to draw in at least two million fans a year to the ballpark so it's I really miss miss our fans I miss smelling the popcorn in the stadium I miss my families I work so closely with our players and their families so seeing their kids how they grow every year I really miss seeing them this summer so hopefully we can get back to some form of normalcy sooner than later yeah we can only hope so right I know Colin and I are both scratching to get back we miss it a lot, and, you know, hopefully with the team that the Brewers have, you guys can keep all that fan support going. Absolutely. We have some amazing fans. Like I said, we, we're able to draw in about 2 million fans a year, and our fans are so supportive of the team. When they're not doing well, they – they still support the guys. So it'll be hard for the guys to play, or it'll be different for the guys to play in front of a no fan, no fans in the stadium, but the fans still want to tune in and, and see our guys. They're so supportive of our team. And the one thing that I ask the players every year is, what's your favorite part about playing for the Brewers? And they always say the fans. Our fans are amazing. They're loud. They bring so much energy to the stadium. So I, I really miss that. I miss the tailgating. I thought tailgating was part of baseball. I know I had the opportunity to go to different ballparks and I would always say, hey, where do you tailgate? Like Minnesota Twins, where do you tailgate? They're like, we don't tailgate. So it's so exciting. <laughs> That's one awesome part of Milwaukee. We tailgate for everything, football games, basketball games, baseball games. So just having that opportunity is so amazing. It, it's just one of those fun events where, you know, prior to your, prior to the game, you and your family and friends can grill out in our parking lots and, and get pumped up for the game. So when the game starts, the, the energy is on a hundred. And so it's really exciting just to see how our community is so baseball driven and, and sports driven. We, we just have amazing fans all around. And it's so great with all that fan support that you're able to give back through the MLB and the Brewers. So we hope you keep up all that great work. And we want to thank you again for uh, joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for all that you do in the community as well. I appreciate that. 
Thank you.